So, Jonathan Green, what are you up to these days? Well, right now, I'm up to driving on Highway 601 to Hopkins, South Carolina, to hang out with my family, the uh, Barber, Eichmann Carter family uh, out uh, south of Columbia for their uh, annual celebration of the Harriet Barber Historical House and Family. Enjoying the company of family and friends is essential to the heart and soul of Jonathan Green. He recreates momentous and mundane-like moments in his vibrant depictions of Gullah Geechee life and culture. Gullah Geechee refers to the language and people who live along the sea islands of South Carolina and Georgia. In this episode of Let's Talk, Green, who served in the United States Air Force and studied at the Art Institute of Chicago, says that he is a lifelong student of art and culture. And somewhere in each of his pieces of art and design is something he learned while growing up in the small community of Gardens Corner, South Carolina. Jonathan, from an early age, you were taught about your ancestry and you were encouraged to celebrate culture and history. That's correct. And that's what happens when you are reared in a community of elders uh, and uh, uh, in terms of West African culture and around the world, actually. People learn about their culture through storytelling. And it was through the uh, incredible legacy of storytelling that I learned a great deal about myself, uh, actually having been born with the veil, the plementus membrane, which was a sign of great prosperity for me and my family and my community, and that I would go on to do something great for the community. And the greatness isn't specific in terms of what you're going to do. You are sort of taken over by a community of elders, and you are taught by them. You are given stories by them. Mind you, I had very little to say in those days because my job was to listen and to observe and to understand and to be able to pass that on. And uh, much of these teachings, of course, came from my grandmother, but also came from the extended family members and the community church, the Husband Baptist Church, which was erected in 1865. And that church of origin, the Huspa Baptist Church, is actually a reincarnation, if you will, of the uh, church founded by Robert Smalls, as I understand it? Absolutely. It comes out of the Tabernacle Church. And uh, so that's my legacy. My legacy is that of from the plantation cultures around that area, which many of my people were uh, highly skilled professionals within the plantation culture. I know that's hard for a lot of people to believe. The culture only exists because of my people, what they did, their ingenuity, their uh, traditional cultural understandings of agriculture, planting, farming, hunting, cooking, medicinal, and of course, spirituality. How did you discover that you had this natural talent and this ability to create stories and to share history through art? Well, the art was always there, sort of in a dormant stage, if you will. I had always been drawing, and uh, my Christmas, ever since I could remember, was always paint-by-number sets, to which mm -hmm. I finished the day of Christmas. <laughs> and everyone else was out riding or skating or BB gun shooting and all those kinds of things. But uh, the art has always been a part of me. I never knew of my life without art. I cannot imagine my life without art. 
And I know that my specific purpose is here to tell stories, as my mentor, Mr. Jacob Lawrence, said to me. He said, Jonathan, you're a storyteller. Your job is to tell stories. And then when I met the great James Baldwin in Chicago, he said, young man, keep telling your stories and don't be afraid of it. You so met James I'm Baldwin? Baldwin? <laughs> yes, I've always been fortunate to have landed on the Wow. Uh, the doorstep or at the feet of great visionary thinkers in our time, from the time of meeting the father of Dr. Martin Luther King to meeting the great uh, uh, Elizabeth uh, Catlett, the artist. Yes. And it's just a host of people. I've been very fortunate. Ever since in my 20s, uh, I have been meeting unbelievable people because I think I listened. Mm-hmm. I, I remember even in North Dakota when I was in the military and I was uh, uh, considering uh, attending the University of North Dakota, I met uh, Truman Capote. And, uh, you know, he, I mean, I was probably one of few black people in the audience, maybe three or four of us, and the other three were Africans. And again, when you tell people you're an artist and you tell people where you're from, the first thing they say is tell your story. What happens when you first get to the canvas? When you have a blank canvas and you walk up to it, do you know what you're going to create in, in terms of a scene, a person walking through a field, a girl on a swing? What happens when you put that brush on the canvas? I know what I'm going to create years in advance uh, because I work from a series of works and I have uh, preliminary sketches done. And uh, so I'm well equipped to deal with whatever I have to deal with in terms of my art. And I have subjects that are planned way in advance. Uh, when I approach my canvas, I know exactly what I'm going to do. I know how much of it I'm going to do. And, uh, and I just go about doing what I have to do. That's about it. That's, that's the story of Jonathan Green and art. It's not complicated at all. It's just like anything anyone else would do. You have to pay attention. You have to study. You have to understand your subject matter. And uh, and that's about that's about my story. Your artwork is is unique. You you see it in a store, you see it in a restaurant, and you immediately know that's a Jonathan Green. So, who influenced you as an artist, and how did you arrive at this way of expressing the Gullah Geechee culture? Tell us how that came about. Well, it comes about. By first believing in whom you are as a person, respecting your elders, knowing what they have told you is truth, then you can weave a story only if you can do the art. And with that, I've been able to tell many stories uh, because of the beauty of my family and the patience of my family and what they instructed me in doing and behaving. And so the storytelling became very, very never been complicated telling stories to me as an artist because of the endless amount of information I have garnered from family, from friends, from education, what I've read. So uh, it's a very easy, easy job for me to do. So uh, being an artist and having the opportunity to study abroad uh, and to understand history, culture much better from an international perspective point of view. I can bring that here to South Carolina, specifically to Gardens Corner. Do you have a favorite Jonathan Green piece? Uh, it's usually my most recent sold piece. 
is my Jonathan Green <laughs> favorite piece because I want to give that much respect and appreciation to the collectors and let them know that I appreciate what they're doing because I've done over 3,500 pieces of artwork in my lifetime. And it would be pretty difficult for me to come up with uh, a favorite piece every time. So uh, that would be that would be my. I, I always say to people, my favorite favorite piece is my most recent piece. Jonathan, you spend a lot of time alone as an artist, I imagine. So, how did the isolation required by the pandemic affect you? It, it affected me greatly because I had an opportunity to do work that I, I mean, I had the time to do the work that I could have never imagined. I had the quietness of the community because everybody was pretty much still. And uh, so it was a very, it, it was a wonderful opportunity for me, the pandemic. Unfortunately, it wasn't that way for many people, but for me, an artist or any other artist, it's a wonderful opportunity for us to be able to, to be in our studios, to do our work, to be appreciated by people. And also we had the Vibrant Vision collection at the Gibbs Museum of Art. That's the collection of Richard Wiegman and I. It's a 45-year collection of artwork stemming from artists of the WPA period. This would be uh, the great uh, Charles White, Elizabeth Catlett, uh, Robert Bearden, uh, Jacob Lawrence, and that was at the Gibbs Museum from January, uh, from August through January. So we had a wonderful opportunity to help encourage people and to get through the pandemic with that exhibition. And we had, it was the most, one of the most successful turnouts of the career of, of the history of the Gibbs Museum. And then they later awarded us with a wonderful uh, uh, award uh, presentation uh, uh, from the Gibbs Museum. Congratulations on that. One thing I've recognized, and I'm sure many others have as well, is the way you celebrate women through your art. And I have many of your pieces, you know that. And I love that I look at the pieces and I see myself, I see my mother, I see my daughter, I see my friends. Is that important in your expression that you share the stories of women and the power we have? It's all about sharing the stories of women. I come from a uh, matriarch culture where the first people you really get to know and, uh, and, you, and you have the opportunity to be around are women. And women are the true, uh, in my opinion, teachers of any community, but particularly the black community. Uh, and so much of my first 10 years of life, I would say, was spent around women. And all of my work is a testament to the greatness, the beauty, the joy of women. Jonathan, this is not just talk for you. You make sure art is in the community, in public facilities, in schools, in churches, in recital halls, on the sides of buildings. You ensure that for children. It's, 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 it's a legacy for me. It's a path that I have to even if sometimes I'm going about it alone, we'll be I, it's, it's a continuation for me because that's my role. That's my function in life. I really am not the function other than being an artist and the artist of communicating the culture to people, helping them to understand the culture and putting our beautiful faces on walls like museums and in homes. The calendars have been produced for over 25 years. If you can imagine over 25 years of imagery, 
from a calendar that I've produced of the Low Country. That is giving us visual imagery messaging of our culture that we would never have had. Of this world. So what are your final thoughts? What do you want people to know and understand about art and about the art you continue to make as a way to help continue telling stories and about the history of this culture and the history of the people who live here? Well, I want people to understand that immediately after hearing this podcast, they need to start making plans and decisions of how to support our departments in their local schools. That's very, very important. And from that, begin to support the young artists in those schools. And if that can be done on my behalf as an artist, people hear me, the importance of that, then I will continue working until I'm 110. (laughs) I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> Jonathan Green, my friend, it is always a pleasure to spend time speaking with you to find out what you are up to next and how you continue telling amazing stories and painting our beautiful landscape and painting pictures that showcase the joy of this community. Jonathan Green, thank you so much for speaking with me. My pleasure, Carol and Murray. It's been a pleasure. To seeking Jesus. Yes, I want. That's it for this episode of Let's Talk. Let's Talk is produced by David Dixon and Eric Johnson. I'm the host, Carolyn Murray. We welcome your comments and advice on our podcast, so please write a review and share the link with others. Thanks again for listening to Let's Talk. Goodbye until the next time. <laughs>